premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey folks, this is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right, folks, we are broadcasting live from the Asylum Studios here in beautiful Eagle Pass, Texas, on, a, uh, on an overcast, kind of cool, rainy Sunday afternoon. And uh, it is a real blessing to be here with you once again for our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Now, on today's broadcast, we're going to be talking about something that's, you know, basically a current event today, and that's called... Christian humanism. Now, it's not necessarily a new thing. It's actually been around for quite a while, but it's progressed over the years uh, so far that they don't even call it Christian humanism anymore. They just call it humanism now. But before we get any further into our message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you get over there, head over to our contact section, open up that web form, and why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly by uh, using info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, while you're on the website, would you also please look for the Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, maybe you can't do a monthly recurring contribution right now, but if you can do a one-time contribution, we would appreciate that just as much. And to do that, you would click the Waygiver button, or you could scan the Cash App QR code, which is on our website as well. So no matter how you go about it, folks, pray about it first, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, of course, first and foremost, before we do anything else with the show, I always want to take a moment just to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me, uh, for, uh, for dying on a cross and shedding his precious blood for my soul. And... Uh, 
I'll tell you, folks, it was a decision that I made 23 years ago uh, coming up in just a couple of days. And uh, it's a decision that I'll never, ever, ever regret. Now, I, of course, have had my ups and downs. I've had my failures. I've had my shortcomings. Uh, but the Lord has always proven himself faithful to me. And uh, it's been a tremendous blessing to be able to uh, see the Lord work in my life from the first day uh, all the way through the, the trials, the tribulations, the hardships, and all the, the problems that have come up since. Uh, to continue to see him working in my life just confirms the fact more and more to me that, uh, that the Lord is alive and well, and uh, he is in total control of all of our circumstances of life. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for uh, giving me this ministry. This is a tremendous ministry, and it's a blessing for me to be able to uh, be a part of it, and I am extremely thankful for that. I'm also thankful to all of you who support us through your prayers. Thank you so very much for your prayers. Please, please continue to pray for us. It's a, it really is a blessing, uh, especially when I get a couple of emails from time to time telling me that you're praying for me. Uh, it's a real blessing to, to get that, and it's been great to meet so many of you. Uh, now, over the last uh, couple of shows we've done on our Thursday night Bible study, um, kind of uh, tough circumstances uh, with, those, uh, with those Bible studies. You know, we were talking about uh, Mystery Babylon, the Great Whore, and uh, you know, we pointed fingers at a particular religious denomination. And uh, I actually have received quite a few uh, bits of, um, shall we say, not-so-nice emails uh, regarding that. And uh, we've actually lost uh, a, a quite a few supporters so, uh, you know, again, uh, like I said on this past Thursday night, I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, the Bible says what the Bible says, and I believe what the Bible says. And uh, I'm not going to compromise that. I'm not going to uh, apologize for it. Uh, but I am going to ask that, uh, you know, folks, you would listen with an open heart and open mind and understand that I am not personally attacking anyone that is uh, individually part of the Roman Church. I am talking about the system of the Roman Church uh, in those Bible studies and going forward in, in the upcoming chapters we're going to look at. So, um, so please keep that in mind. But uh, again, folks, your prayers have supported us through this, and it's been a real blessing, and God bless you for it. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family and for myself as well. I also want to say thank you to all of you who still currently financially support us. Thank you so much for it, uh, and God bless you for it. And uh, your financial support really does help uh, to pretty much pay all the bills and keep the lights on here. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you, uh, who faithfully tune in and listen in to everything that we've been putting out for the downloads, for the plays. Uh, you guys have been just phenomenal, and I appreciate that. And like I've said in many, many occasions, I do have quite the exceptional audience. And uh, you guys are a real, real blessing to me, and thank you so very much for all that you do. And, uh, you know, you can listen to us on a number of different podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, uh, which I really recommend you get into Good Pods. They have uh, a great 
great service, and uh, uh, I love the fact that we can interact with each other uh, through their uh, through their comments section on the on the on the podcast page. And uh, it's great for supporting independent podcasting like like what we do here. You know, we don't have a huge budget. We're not part of like uh, some big network of podcasts and and such. So um, it's great for the independent podcast to get out there and get and get noticed and get heard. And uh, so I would encourage you to get yourself a Good Pods account if you do get one or if you have one and you haven't already done it. Uh, you can follow me personally on uh, Good Pods. My my uh, user ID there is at the S O T S podcast. And uh, if you're not, if you get do get if you do get an account, uh, follow me at that address. And also be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Now, folks, wherever you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about to get some announcements? Let's see. Uh, just want to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study every Thursday evening at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. That's 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. And uh, we have been going through the book of Revelation. Uh, we just finished Revelation chapter 18. And Lord willing, this coming Thursday, we'll be getting into uh, chapter 19. And uh, we are just cruising along through this study. And it's been a real blessing. It's It's been a challenge at times. It's been a little difficult at times, but you know, folks, it's a, it's an important book to study. It's important for us to know these things. And uh, if you haven't been able to catch any of the shows, I would encourage you to go back and and start listening to them and get yourself caught up. It's a it's a real great it's a great study. I'm having a great time with it, and I I trust that you are too. And if our plays and downloads are correct, it looks like. Um, it looks like uh, you guys are listening in, too, and I appreciate that very, very much. Now, you can find us on our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Just look for the player on our homepage, and you can listen to it live, or you can listen to all of our archived episodes. Uh, or you can uh, look for our host platform, which is Spreaker, and go to Spreaker.com and look for Sword of the Spirit Podcast, and you can listen to us live there. As well, so that's Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, the same thing for our Sunday, sermon Sunday broadcast, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check us on our homepage at uh, on our website rather at uh, SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com or on the Spreaker platform as well. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, uh, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service starts at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. Uh, to do that, just 
log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information and also episodes of this podcast. And of course, as always, we want to say thank you to our pastor and our friend, John Monk, for allowing us the opportunity to post the show on the church's Facebook page and for being such a great source of encouragement uh, for the podcast from day one. Um, coming up also on at uh, First Baptist Church next week, uh, we're going to be having a baptism service. If So if you've never seen a uh, a, uh, a Baptist baptism service, or you've never been to a born-again church Baptist uh, baptizing service, why don't you come on out and pay us a visit? Again, our address is 664 North Monroe. It's a real blessing, and it's such an encouragement when you sit there and you watch folks uh, who have professed uh, salvation in Jesus Christ uh, to take that next step of obedience in believers' baptism. It's a true blessing, and I would encourage you uh, to come on out, pay a visit, and we're going to have a small fellowship uh, after the uh, baptism service. All right, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I'd like to recommend to you the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The CRN podcast releases about 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, and there are no issues that are off limits. If you want a breakdown of current events, we got it. If you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, we got that too. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Well, we've got that too. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? Well, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered and covered in spades. Where can you find the Contra Radio Network? You can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And you can also find them on the Contra Radio Network website, which is www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. Folks, I'd also like to recommend the Three Pillars podcast with your host, Chase Tobinator, the motivator, Tobin. Uh, The Three Pillars podcast focuses on personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Chase drops a new episode every Friday morning, and you can find him on youtube.com slash Tobinator, the motivator. You can find him on Rumble at the Three Pillars podcast. And you could also find him on his website, the Three Pillars Podcast.wordpress.com. I really recommend you check out the show. He's been putting out some wonderful episodes. Really appreciate it and appreciate his ministry and his friendship. So be sure to check him out. That's Chase Tobin and the Three Pillars Podcast. Folks, don't forget to sign up for our programming announcements email subscription list. Uh, you do that by going over to our website. Sword of the Spirit Podcast.com. Look for that programming announcement subscription box on our homepage. Fill that out and get on the mailing list. What we'll do is send you out an email letting you know of any changes in our programming schedule, whether it's a cancellation, uh, whether it's uh, having a guest, or whether it's a change in time of the program. Uh, we will send out an email to that list. It's the easiest and best way for us to keep in contact with you. Uh, to let you know of, of any changes that take place between Sunday and Thursday. So it's a, it's a real uh, 
It's a really easy thing to get onto. Just fill out the web form. It's free. Don't cost you nothing. And uh, we're not going to sell your information. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay with us. And we're not going to spam you either. So make sure you get on that mailing list and stay in the know. Now, also on our website, if you're interested in checking out some Sword Swag, you can look at our Sword Swag page. And when you get there, you're going to find uh, these really great, I love them, the Sword of the Spirit, Sword of the Spirit podcast uh, ceramic coffee mugs. You can get one of these for a $25 contribution. These are really nice. And uh, the beverage of choice today is going to be a Starbucks iced coffee with uh, sweet cream creamer. Super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, and, nice and smooth, refreshing, beautiful. And if you'd like to get one of these uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, you can get one of those for a $35 contribution. And all you need to do is click on the info button, send us over the information that you're looking for. We'll send you back the link for the contribution. And once all that gets, stuff gets settled and cleared, we will send it out to you as soon as we possibly can. So don't forget, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for the Sword Swag section. All right. And uh, one more announcement that I'm going to uh, pass on here. Uh, October, I'm sorry, August 29th, um, we received information that uh, Stitcher.com will be shutting down its podcasting platform. Now, if you listen to us on Stitcher, uh, my recommendation is is you uh, open up a Good Pods account, switch on over there, and follow us on Good Pods. Uh, this way, you keep in contact with us and you get all of the updated uh, episode information. Uh, we are still sending our show to Stitcher. We'll do that up until the very end. But uh, if you are using Stitcher, they are closing it down. You can, however, listen to any of your podcasts that you have saved on there on any other platform. Uh, they have some instructions on how to move all those files over. Just uh, head on over to their website to get that. And uh, again, look for us on Good Pods at The SOTS Podcast. All right, that should just about do it for our announcements. Now, uh, we're going to take our first break of the afternoon here. And when we come back from this break, we'll get into our prayer requests. We have a couple of changes to it that we'll point out when we get to them. Uh, but in the meantime, this is the uh, Independence Day weekend, so our music selection will reflect that. And uh, when we c we're going to take our break here, and when we come back, we'll get into those prayer requests. So, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Stripes and bright stars 
the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. 
for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, 
and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And good afternoon and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're going to get into our prayer list here momentary, momentarily. Uh, if you have an active Spreaker account and you want to jump on into the chat group, we got a few guys in there right now chatting away. Uh, just log into your Spreaker account and uh, look for the chat room and uh, jump on in and say hello. It'd be great to have you there. All right, um, coming into our prayer requests, uh, as always, we start off with those that are in need of salvation, uh, because salvation is the single most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. And that's the case because salvation has eternal consequences. Um, if, you decide, if you decide and you choose to do nothing, well, unfortunately, you're going to end up in hell. And uh, you're not going to have anyone that you can point a finger at and blame for it but yourself. And I say that because God has provided a way for you not to end up in hell. No one should be in hell. No one should ever even consider the idea of going to hell. But unfortunately, there are many who do. Because they don't act on the free gift of salvation that was provided to them through Jesus Christ. Now, on today's uh, prayer list, uh, we are continuing to pray for my mom, Diane. We're praying for David. We're praying for uh, all the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're pl- praying for uh, Manuel's mom. And uh, a fr- Manuel also has a friend who is uh, in need of salvation that he had asked prayer for. Uh, we don't have his name yet, but we'll get that to you. Uh, but the Lord knows who he is. And then we're also praying for Sharon, for her salvation, and we're praying for Adam's father, for his salvation as well. And again, folks, um, now is the time to get saved. Now is the easiest and the best time to get saved. Because right now, salvation is the free gift provided to you through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in that, and that alone, and you'll be saved. Just let the Lord know. Just tell him, Lord, I am a dirty, rotten sinner, and I know that I'm on my way to hell, but I don't want to go to hell, Lord. I want to be saved. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with the shed blood of Jesus Christ 
and save me today. And if you pray a prayer similar to that, the Lord will honor that prayer, and he'll save you. And again, folks, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that saves you. The prayer just simply acknowledges to God that you are aware of your need of salvation. That's all it is. So why don't you do that, folks? Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord today, right now, right here, right where you're sitting, wherever it is that you're listening, and be saved. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the gift of salvation. Father, we just lift up all of those on our salvation prayer list today. We pray for my mom, Diane, David in New York City, the Baldino family, um, Manuel's mom, uh, one of Manuel's friends, Sharon and Adam's father. Uh, Lord, all in need of salvation, and we just lift them up to you. Heavenly Father, we ask you just to save them today. Father, move in their hearts to where they would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And Father, we will thank you and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, going on down to our sick list. Uh, We are continuing to pray for Pastor Martin, for his health, his overall health, um, his vision, uh, his heart condition, his blood pressure problems, his eczema. We're also continuing to pray for my mom up in New York, uh, now, my mom's situation has, uh, has changed quite a bit since the last time we were together. Uh, she was uh, admitted to the hospital again, and um, she had to be intubated uh, because her lungs are just not able to uh, provide the oxygen she needs right now, and a uh, number of different uh, issues involved with that as well. So uh, right now, she's in the hospital up in New York. My sister is with her right now as well. So uh, we want to pray for my mom that, uh, that, that the Lord will give her comfort and uh, he'll give her peace and that uh, any discomfort, any pain that she might be experiencing, uh, any confusion she might be experiencing uh, would all be uh, put at ease by our Heavenly Father. We're also praying for my sister, Laura, uh, who has some back issues. And also, my sister is, like I said, at the hospital with mom, and she's been running to and from, taking care of all of these things, um, you know, all on her own. And uh, I'm very thankful for her that she's there, and I'm, um, I know mom is thankful that she's there too. And uh, my sister is just an amazing, amazing, amazing woman, and uh, I'm very thankful to have her. Uh, as my sister, and uh, I pray that the Lord will just bless her for her work here and uh, the things that she's been doing to take care of mom and uh, also uh, just touch her and bring healing to uh, the discomfort she has in her back. Uh, We're also praying for Bernice. Uh, Bernice had undergone a procedure uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, uh, to drain some fluid, and um, so we're praying that, uh, that the Lord will heal and uh, he'd provide comfort uh, for Bernice as well. We're also praying for Bernice's mom, Laura, uh, who has been dealing with cancer. And from what I understand, uh, she's uh, improved quite a bit. And we're very thankful for that. And we're going to pray that the Lord would continue to heal. 
We're praying for Janae, who has a heart condition. We're praying for Sharon Baldino, who has cancer. We're praying for Martin Mata with lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal with uh, leukemia, uh, Alex Ortiz with uh, problems with his breathing, uh, Juan in San Antonio uh, with an aggressive and advanced cancer. We're praying for uh, a good friend of mine, a brother in Christ, uh, Ruben, who uh, is uh, dealing with a pinched nerve and has an appointment coming up this week, uh, and this nerve might actually require surgery. So uh, we're going to continue to pray for Ruben. And also, he's been sick uh, under the weather uh, for the last uh, several days, so we're going to pray for that as well. We're also praying for uh, Patricia Alvarado, who has uh, kidney problems, result from cancer. We're praying for Jerry Torres with a broken leg. And we're also praying for a a woman named Tina, uh, who has cancer as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great great physician. And Father, we just pray for those on our sick list tonight. Lord, we lift them all up to you. Father, we ask you to touch each and every one, that you would just bring healing where healing is needed so desperately. We're praying, Lord, for, uh, for, uh, for grace, pray, pray, praying for mercy. And Lord, uh, specifically, I just want to pray for my mother, uh, Lord, and I pray that you would just uh, bring her comfort, you would bring her grace, and Lord, that you would draw her to yourself and save her. Father, I just pray also for, uh, specifically again, for uh, Bernice uh, and uh, the, the surgical procedure she went through yesterday, and uh, we pray that you would heal. Lord, we pray for uh, Jerry Torres with a broken leg, Tina with a cancer, Patricia with kidney problems. Uh, we lift up uh, Brother Ruben with the pinched nerve and, and uh this illness that he's been dealing with the last couple of days, uh, Juan with uh, aggressive cancer, uh, Diego and Alex Ortiz. We lift up Daniel. We lift up Martin, Sharon, uh, all with uh, uh, major health problems. Lord, we just pray them up to you. Lord, we ask you just to heal. Uh, Again, we pray for Janae. We pray for my sister. We pray for Pastor Martin. Um, Bernice, we pray for uh, her mom, Laura. Lord, we just pray for all of them. We just ask you to touch them, Lord, each one, and bring healing. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, going on down our list here, uh, we have, uh, we're praying for Federico Salinas, a great brother in Christ, great friend, really appreciate his friendship, his fellowship. And uh, we're going to continue to pray for him, that the Lord would hedge him about and protect him and his family. We're praying also for, uh, for Aldo and his business at Pro HVAC that the Lord would prosper him, protect him as he goes out every day, and uh, that he's able to provide for his family. We're praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, and his business up in New York as a contractor. We're praying that the Lord would bless him and open up uh, any opportunities for work for him. Uh, we're praying for Brother Hector. We're praying for uh, Alex, that uh, he would be a real blessing to those that he works with. We're praying for Isabella, for her walk with the Lord. We're praying for Jessica, for her walk with the Lord. And it was a real blessing to see Jessica at church again today. Uh, so thankful for that young lady. She's, uh, she's a real blessing to us, and uh, we're thankful to have her there. Uh, we're praying for Liz, uh, who is uh, going through a financial matter right now, and we pray that uh, the Lord will help bring it to a quick resolution. And, of course, we're praying for Angela and uh, for her starting school uh, for her job. 
Heavenly Father, we just want to lift up those on our general prayer list. Lord, we think of Jude. We think of Federico Salinas and Aldo. Lord, we pray that you would protect them and hedge them about uh, as they work to serve uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and, and for their business. Lord, we just pray that you would prosper them and bless the work of their hands. Lord, we pray for, uh, for Brother Hector and for Alex. Father, we just pray that you would protect them, hedge them about as they work each day and use them as a, as a great witnessing tool to those that are around them. Father, we lift up Isabella and Jessica to you, Lord, for, the, for their walk with the Lord. We just pray, Father God, that you would continue to bless them and uh, that they would continue to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Father, we're thankful to have Jessica at church again today, and we pray that she would continue to come uh, while she's in town on her break from school. And, uh, Lord, we, we are so happy to have her there, and we're so very thankful for her. We're also praying for, uh, for Liz, for her financial matter. Lord, we just pray that you would bring that to a swift close. And, of course, for Angela, for her classes starting, we pray that you would equip her for the work that is set before her. Father, we commit all these things to you, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And then, uh, last but not least, certainly not the least, we're, we have our unspoken prayer list, and we're going to be praying today for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez Larissa Hector, Manuel, Angela, Laura, and Lady H. All have uh, unspoken prayer requests, and all these unspoken prayers are that um, perhaps they're personal, and, and only the Lord needs to know the details of it, or perhaps it's just something that you really can't express in, in the proper words. So, Heavenly Father, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts, Lord, we just lift them up to you. We ask you, Father God, to pray, uh, that, uh, and, and we pray, that um, you would answer those prayers, those unspoken prayers, according to your perfect will, as you would for our general list, our sick list, and for those that are in need of salvation. Father, we lift them all up to you today, and we'll thank you, and we'll praise you for it. Father, also we pray for our, our message today. We pray, Lord God, that you would give me the words to speak. We ask you to bless the preaching of your holy word. And, Father, we just pray that if there's any listening that, is, that are not saved, Lord, there may be uh, tripping around with this subject that we'll be talking about today. Father, we just pray that you would open their eyes and their ears to it and that they would get saved and they would come away from this, uh, this incredibly wicked doctrine. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do, and we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please feel free to email them to us. Head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Fill out the web form, or you can email them to me directly at info at sortofthespiritpodcast.com. And uh, if you are logged in to our chat group on Spreaker, you can always uh, drop your prayer request in there as well, and we'll be sure to add it to the list. All right, so we are going to take our second break of the afternoon here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible if you don't already have it. Maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, and when we come back, We'll be getting into our message of the day on Christian humanism. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this.
the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome back, folks, to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Again, this is Joe Russiello, and uh, we're going to be getting into episode number 106 in just a moment here. And uh, we're going to be talking about Christian humanism, Christian humanism, which is basically a current event uh, that's taking place right now. And I honestly, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. But uh, it's, it's not something that hasn't been around before. It's actually been around for quite a while. So uh, would you grab your Bible and head on over to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. You know, the funny thing is, they don't even call it Christian humanism anymore. It's just mostly plain old humanism. I mean, that's pretty much how far it's progressed to this point. Uh, Colossians chapter 2 
In Colossians chapter 2, Paul gives us a warning against that, all right? So let's start in verse number 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Father, we do thank you for this book. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for not being able to know the limits of that. We certainly don't deserve any of that stuff, but Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for your love and your kindness and long-suffering toward us. I pray for your blessing on us this afternoon. I pray that uh, you would bless your word. You promised that it would not return void. You also promised that you wouldn't leave us or forsake us, that you would have the preeminence, that the focus would be on you and that you would get your glory and that you would be honored. And I pray that whatever happens, Lord, it puts a smile on your face. And I do pray that you come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the Lord is coming back. And there's coming a day when he's presented as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the majesty is going to be revealed in the things that we uh, never could even fathom at this point uh, uh, in time are going to be revealed to us. But the world looks at it like a myth, doesn't it? The world looks at it like a crutch. Well, you know, you Christians, that's just a crutch. That's just a crutch, you know. It's just a crutch. It's something for you to lean on. Okay, so if it's all a lie, then it doesn't matter, right? I still lived a better life. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Now, of course, we know that it's not a lie. But these people, they just look at it that way and they say, well, you're just using it. Well, I'm telling you today that humanism uses Christianity and other religions to that same point. And so this, this current event, you know, this, this kind of stuff is what's creeping into Christianity and religion, but more so Christianity because, you know, we're the more, you know, um, you know we're not Islam, right? Islam will cut your head off if you don't convert. You know, we're not going to do that. Christians don't do that. So they tend to use that against us, and it, it permeates the way we think and when we approach the Bible. Christianized humanism. You see, the church isn't going to be destroyed suddenly, folks. It's incremental. And I think we all kind of see that taking place right now. I, I think we're all very well aware of it. It's just, you know, you look at it, it's just little things here and there, you know, and you, and you look back, you know, 
Well, you know, my grandpa, when he was a preacher, you know, you tend to hear stories like that. You know, it's nothing like it is today. You can't interest people, especially young people in America, in services or coming to church or anything that has to do with God without having, uh, you know, contemporary music, which is basically, uh, you know, rock and roll without a, with, with a few Christian words thrown in there. You know, like, uh, do you remember the hair bands from the 1980s? Then, you know, I grew up on that stuff, right? You know, they don't want anything unless you've got that stuff. And, that, and the world wants compromise. Basically, it's morality without God. It's a philosophy that's really taught everywhere. Uh, there's this thing out there called the Humanist Manifesto, and this thing outlines all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's been, resi- it's been revised over the years and, and things like that. And basically what it does is it presents a view of what the world should be like and, uh, you know, basically what your morals as a human ought to be. So uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to pick out a few points here and uh, kind of talk about them just very briefly as we go through them. So uh, the first one I want to look at, what I want to look at here is uh, creation, okay? Creation, you know, a humanist will act and talk as if, it's, as if evolution is a scientific fact. I mean, we know that already, right? I mean, that's what they do. But did you know that evolution is still a theory? It's still a theory. You know, hang it up on that word. It's a theory. They can't disprove this Bible. When one of them asks you to prove God exists, just flip it around and ask them to prove that he doesn't exist. You know, the burden of proof is on the accuser, is it not? In a court of law, right? Prove that he doesn't exist. Prove it. I mean, if you look outside, do you expect a ball of mud to become paradise? I mean, come on, man. You know, the Bible. They consider the Bible of little interest. They, they, they believe the Bible to be the work of men. And, you know, that's well known. And perhaps, with a, and perhaps they have a, a religious axe to grind. All right, self-esteem. They see man as basically good. You know, everybody has a little something good in them, right? They think that uh, people should feel good about themselves regardless of their behavior. You know, try to deal with guilt with positive self-talk. Um, you know, that's, that's psychology today. All right, what about sin? The idea of sin. Well, you know, they reject the idea of a sin nature. They believe that, you know, whatever I do is okay as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Did you ever hear that? I remember hearing that quite a bit. I know that you know, when I was younger, um, you know, homosexuality and all that stuff wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And back then, you know, even then it, it was, you know, whatever they want to do is okay as long as it doesn't bother me. Well, that's humanism. That's what that is. That's humanism. You know, uh, sin. There, there's a guy by the name of Carl Menninger. I, th- I think it was Carl Menninger uh, that wrote a book that said, you know, whatever happened to sin? You know, it talks about how, how people, you know, mankind, generally speaking, have lost the idea of what sin is. You know, it's okay to act however you want. But what about moral relativism? Moral relativism. Humanists believe that uh, some things are right for some people and some, and some situations might be wrong for other people in other situations. So there's no absolute right or wrong. It really all depends on the situation. 
man, you know what this is. You know, when your wife asks you if, uh, if something she's wearing doesn't make her look so, you know, pleasing or, you know, does she look fat? What do you do? You lie, right? <laughs> lie, and then you lie some more. Ask for forgiveness later, right? <laughs> but um, situation ethics, that's a big deal. It's a big deal now. Is it right for you or is it right for me? You know, and it's okay to disagree with all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and I agree with that. But situation ethics, you know, what does the Bible say? I mean, what the book says is what goes, amen? If this book says not to do this and don't do that, I mean, you're going to be a sinner no matter what. But this is your final authority. The book is your final authority. That's the biggest issue. The issue that's going to come to light in this whole thing. All right, let's look at one more thing here. All right, this is the last one we're going to look at. Uh, tolerance is a big one. Tolerance. Uh, they believe that values, morals, and ethics are determined by each person, by him or herself. Therefore, to tell someone that their behavior is wrong or sinful is considered to be intolerant. All right. Intolerance defined this way is not tolerated. <laughs> so so uh, it's not tolerated to be intolerant. Now, isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> it's just a contradiction in itself, isn't it? But, uh, you know, that's what they believe. That's what they believe. Situation ethics, it's, it's all humanism. And that stuff has just crept into the churches. You know, the biggest person that I could think of that could be called a Christian humanist is uh, Joel Osteen. You know, people of that line, you know, of that particular slant. That's what you're getting. And you know something? People flock to that. I mean, he has football stadiums full of people. That's how many people are deceived. That's why Paul says here in a warning... Beware, lest any man spoil you. But the thing, the, the, the thing of it is that, uh, you know, man spoils you. The man that spoils you can be yourself. The man that spoils you can be yourself. That's probably the biggest danger anyone listening to this faces. You can do that to yourself because ultimately it's up to you uh, what you do with your choices. Don't you agree with that? All right, so the first thing I want to bring out to you is this. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. So what is this philosophy? Well, number one, the Christian, the Christian Humanist Manifesto. All right, this is a, clear, a much more clear definition. This document presents an anti-religious view that calls for a form of democracy. All right, now listen now. With some rights, socialism and a giving up of force as a step to a one-world government. Doesn't that sound familiar? Folks, that's our government right now. You know, uh, we have a, a, a republic, a constitutional republic, although you listen to the majority of people today because of the dumbing down of education in schools, they'll say we have a democracy. You know, we don't have a democracy, we have a republic. But we have some rights but the taking away of force. You know, you get a little glimmer of light. You know, um, I think it was last week uh, in Florida, you can now conceal carry without a permit. You know, the same thing here in Texas. I mean, I'm glad I moved to Texas. 
you know, I've always been paranoid about getting, you know, getting the permit and getting myself put on a list of people who are known to own guns, you know. I mean, real, realistically, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart, you know. Well, the way things have been turning out with the conspiracy theories, I'm more of a conspiracy factualist now. <laughs> but, uh, but you can get hung up on that stuff. You can. You can really get hung up on it. But that's what they want to do. And this stuff has given birth to things like Agenda 21 and global warming and the 2030 agenda. And, uh, you know, and by the way, I believe in global warming. You know, the Bible says the elements will melt with fervent heat, right? <laughs> and that's what I tell people. Yeah, I believe that stuff. You know, the Bible. And then they get totally thrown off when I bring that up. You know, I mean, I've never felt guilty about littering. I mean, it's all going to burn up anyway. Amen. <laughs> But the teaching of this philosophy will be done through the religion that you practice. It'll be done, and this is their words, it'll be done through social and mental hygiene. Now, if that doesn't sound like brainwashing, I don't know what does. So in other words, cultural development and education. That's why you get these people that are, you know, overly educated and you can, you can barely talk to them about the Bible. Well, you know, this and that, and they try to bring their education out, and it takes precedence over what God says. Folks, this book was written for somebody that never got past a fifth-grade education. But it's also written for the most educated there can be. But the Lord warns against philosophy. So their goal is situation ethics with tolerance. But the Lord, but the Lord warns against it, you know, uh, they catch and they teach you through whatever belief system you subscribe to. Your religion will be the means to teach you. So what is humanism in a nutshell? In a nutshell, it's a doctrine and way of life centered on human interest and values. The value that you come up with. Now, Christian humanism works like this. Churches nowadays use um, like religious obligations to better humanity. Now, what I mean by that is Christian churches are known for this kind of stuff. For example, uh, when I was back up in New York after Hurricane Sandy hit New York City you know, several years ago, uh, churches would actually go to people's houses and, uh, and clean up, paint, make repairs, take out their trash. I mean, you name it. So they could say... This is what we are doing. They won't bring out Jesus Christ or a reason why until you ask them about it. They use him to do that, and that's humanism. And let me explain why that's. You know, it's a tricky subject because uh, you know, charity is something that you ought to do. Amen? But at the same time, you don't want to witness to somebody just to better the human condition. Oh, well, you know, this guy is living like a filthy animal. I've got to try to help him out. If he just got saved, he would just clean right up. You know, he, he, he'd start dressing right and talk right. He'll stop his drinking, smoking, and playing cards, you know? That's not why you witness to a person. You witness to a person because Jesus Christ died for them. I mean, that's the whole reason. He deserves that soul. He deserved my soul because he paid the price for it. You don't witness to somebody just so they can start living better. You know, they clean up their life a little bit. You know, that, that's humanism, folks. That's humanism. And a lot of churches will do that. And they just try to better the human condition. 
you know, in, in order to, and, and I don't want to say glorify God, because they don't bring it in at all. And a lot of times it doesn't even come up. You know, they just, they just take it back and, oh, well, we did this, and this is what we did, and we did this all for Jesus. And they don't mention anything to the people that they've done it for. The only reason why I know some of this stuff is because I spoke to a guy about this, and I asked him. I ran into the guy, and I asked him. I said, well, what are you doing this for? And he gave me all of the standard answers, you know. But, uh, you know, but these people, they don't know anything. They don't know anything they said. Uh, well, you know, these people did a nice thing for me. I guess I'll go to their church. And they go, and they don't, have, they don't even hear their gospel anyway. You know, a Christian church. They don't even know what they're getting into when they get there. You know, I passed by a Christian church here in Eagle Pass, and I saw a sign that said Lent, and, exp- and it explained Lent. And I thought to myself, Lent? Lent's Catholic, isn't it? Isn't that a Catholic thing? I mean, I grew up Catholic. We observed Lent. They were doing Lent. You know, what I think is that was just a place where all the Catholic outcasts go. You know, well, I don't like this priest, so they just go across the street. That's what I think it was, you know. But um, I was really surprised. I've never really seen that. But the fact that God sent his son to die for us, he deserves our soul. And that beats humanism hand down any day. But that's not all. Beware lest any man spoil you. Take your Bible and go over to James chapter 3. James in chapter 3. And uh, verse number 13. James chapter 3, verse 13. Who was a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Notice that earthly in there. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Paul warns against philosophy because it's human reasoning. It's your reasoning rather than faith. It's a, and it's a direct contrast uh, shown in Colossians chapter 2. You know, when I first thought about moving here to Eagle Pass, the first thing I thought about was all the logistics of it. You know, it was human reasoning. That leaves out what God can actually do. Basically, you know, you can limit God by doing that. Well, you know, I, I, I can't go because of this and because of this and this and this and this and that too. And, um, you know, there's a limit to that. There's a limit to that also. But at the same time, you have to give God a chance to work. You know, sometimes I know there are things I need, spiritually or otherwise. You know, and I'll purposely not say anything to anybody about it just to see what God does. You know, I like seeing him work. I like seeing him do something. You know, and by the way, there was a, there was a famous philosopher named Nietzsche. Now, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, 
in Germany, you know, and this is a story that I heard. I don't know how true it is. It's, it's probably pretty true. But uh, Nietzsche, uh, he wrote that God is dead. And then Nietzsche ended up dying. <laughs> Somebody went back and wrote, Nietzsche is dead, God. That's what he thought about philosophy. Amen? Amen. Beware lest any man spoil you. Paul gives the warning, and it must be heeded, because humanism has given birth to a social gospel. And that's what I'm referring to when, you know, when churches go out and don't mention Jesus Christ at all, and they try to improve the human condition rather than just try to witness. You know, the Bible says to preach the gospel. You know, there are some places that I've been to that want to share the gospel. Now, some people say that, and I understand what they mean by it. You know, they want to communicate the gospel. It's not just, you know, you can preach the gospel and say it nicely. Uh, preaching the gospel, you're going to end up offending somebody. Uh, you know, the cross is an offense to people. When you get saved, and I had to tell this to some folks in a Bible study that I led not too long ago, you have to tell yourself that you're not good enough to go to heaven by yourself. That's why these people that you're talking to don't want to have anything to do with that. And, uh, you know, you did that. It's amazing how many people, you know, they get saved, and then it's, I don't know, I don't know, did he say it or not? I mean, how hard is that? What it boils down to is, are you a Bible believer? Do you believe what God said? All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. We're going to take our last break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue on with Christian humanism. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us pledge allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be faithful to a land so fair as we raise our voices in a solemn forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, 
and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello. I hope you were enjoying the, uh, the patriotic songs that we've been playing uh, in observance of Independence Day, which is coming up on Tuesday. And um, we're doing that today because we're not going to have a show on Tuesday. We'll have it on, uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday. I'm sorry, no, Thursday evening. I'm getting my days all messed up. All right. Uh, take your Bible. Let's uh, head on over to Matthew chapter 5. And uh, I'll give you another example of a Christian humanist. And uh, that's what we've been talking about today. We've been talking about Christian humanism. And uh, over in Matthew chapter 5, we're going to look at verse number 17. And uh, while you're heading over there, don't forget, if you have a, an active Spreaker account and you uh, log in, you can jump on into our chat group. 
on there. It'll be great to have you in there. And any questions that you might have, you can always uh, drop it down there, and uh, we'll get to those. All right, Matthew chapter 5, and let's look at verse number 17. Think not, this is the Lord Jesus speaking, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. All right, come down to verse 29. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend, it, offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. All right, now, obviously, this passage doctrinally does not apply to a Christian in the church age, the age in which we live. This is a, a, a Jewish passage. In fact, the chapter is what you would call the constitution of the millennium. So what happens here is the humanists would take this and, and they would run with it because it's all about works. All the religions outside of Bible-believing Christianity believe that baptism is part of your salvation. It's a work. It's a work. Now, I was talking to a guy once, an older guy in his 70s, and uh, you know he just could not get past baptism. He said, well, uh, Acts 2.38. And I said, well, that's not salvation. And I took him over to the passage that says, you know, not for the cleansing of the flesh, not for the filth of the flesh. Uh, you know, and he read it himself, and he still wouldn't believe it. This world is hung up on works, and that's what humanism is all about. That's what it's about, works, good works. You know, do unto others what you would have others do unto you. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff comes from the Bible, but they take it and they twist it to what they want to do with it. But it's all about works. So what's important is, um, you know, why do you do what you do? Because works are important, but only after you're saved. Before you're saved, it doesn't mean anything. You can just work and work and work and work and still die and go to hell. But after you get saved, works actually mean something. But it's why you're doing it. It's your motive. Are you doing it purely for Jesus Christ, or are you doing it to make yourself feel good? You know, charity, feeding the hungry, caring for the sick. Without preaching the gospel, it's, it's humanism. If you get the gospel in there, you know, it's an open door. 
You know, I'm not telling you to go in there and preach the gospel, you know, bang the door down. But, you know, you look for the open door. You be subtle. You know, in, in, in Bible school, you know, they're all rah, rah, rah. You know, you preach on the street and all that. You can't help but be that way. You can't, you can't, but, but honestly, you can't always be that way. You're going to deal with normal people. You're going to deal with people that have regular jobs. They have bills and sickness and all kinds of stuff. You know, and it's, it's all talking, it's all about talking to them and having that open door. You know, at work, you know, I do my job, I do my work, but, you know, I'm also chatting with the folks that are there, the employees and the residents. You know, I'm not just, just, just hanging out. You know, I get my work done and I talk to them. I want to talk to them. And as I talk to them, you know, they ease up, they open up, and I can tell them the gospel. They may not believe it, but we have an adult conversation. All right, let's go over to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, Paul said to beware the tradition of men. Traditionalism can be identified this way, believing what you've been told without researching it. Now, I know that I trust my pastor more than I would most men with what he's preaching and teaching and, and, and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean that that absolves me from the responsibility of checking out what's being said. Because how could you be fully persuaded in your own mind until you research it for yourself? You know, until you look it up and you say, okay, well, that's right. You know, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. In Bible school, you know, you get all this information, and it, and it takes like two or three years afterwards to get it all put away, you know, to get it actually ingrained in there, you know, to make any kind of sense out of it. It's like, it's kind of like driving your car and sticking your arm out the window and trying to grab a leaf off a tree branch. You know, it's pretty near impossible until you actually do it yourself. Research it. Teach it to someone else. You know, it doesn't really stick. Believing what someone else has said because it lines up with your opinion, you know, you go along with it. You know, the, the, the key phrase is, is, uh, is that, you know, well, it's, it's what we've always done. That's traditionalism. You know, it's what we've always done, though. Well, we have Lent because we've always done that. Well, who cares if it damns you to hell? Right? I mean, does that make sense? That's what their attitude is. All right? Look at Matthew 15 and verse 1. Then came Jesus, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy, disi thy disciples transgress the, tra the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Now, just to clarify, this isn't just washing up and going to supper because you got your hands dirty. This is a ritual cleansing. You know, it takes a long time. Verse 3, But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father, and father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father and mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. 
All right. Now, there's another place. I think it's in First Corinthians you know, off the top of my head. These are also um, doctrines of devils and, you know, preached by Satan's ministers of righteousness. You know, Joel Osteen and the like. And even people like, you know, for example, John Hagee. I mean, that guy can preach. And he has a lot of good stuff to say. But at the same time, when he goes to preach to the Jew, he doesn't preach them the gospel. Because what he tells them is that they've got the covenant of Abraham. They don't need the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, just wait until the tribulation. That's what he's saying to them. And that's to the devil, folks. That's basically a man that has celebrity status sealing the fate of people that would actually believe him if they go by their tradition and they, and they just believe what they hear. Because really, what Jew wouldn't agree to that? We do have the covenant of Abraham. What Jew wouldn't say yes to that? But he says that. You have to watch some of these people. You know, I watched John Hagee just so I can pick up some stuff from him. You know, I mean, like, I wish I could talk like that guy. Man, he just rolls. And I honestly, I don't know what it is about the guy, but he can do it. But tradition can make things mechanical. That's where their heart is far from him. They worship in vain. It becomes mechanical, not testing. The testing and trying of faith will ruin tradition. Now, in the church that I belong to, you know, we really don't have traditions. So, you know, this is going to be a short point. You know, it, it's pretty much, you know, anything goes. And I like that. It keeps things fresh. But all things are done in order. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know, it's not like a ball and chain you're carrying around with you. There's liberty. There's liberty. You know, there are churches that I've been to that, that wouldn't let you preach if you didn't wear a suit. You know, and right now I would be in violation. You know, I'm wearing cowboy boots, jeans, and a T-shirt. <laughs> You know, I've been to churches where they wouldn't even let you collect the offerings if, if you weren't at least wearing a tie. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, I, I've, been to, I've been to a place where, where the guy had sawdust in his hair and, and Carhartt overalls, and he was preaching. And that was liberating. You know, you do that in a church that I came out of? Oh, man, you just committed the unpardonable sin. Like Catholic traditions. You know, I grew up Catholic, so... You know, some of these things are, you know, like purgatory. That's a tradition. Lent. Uh, Good Friday being Friday. You know, which, in actuality, Jesus wasn't crucified on Friday. That's a tradition. That's transgressing against the commandment of God. That's, that's going against the Word of God. You know, the Baptists are a Bible-believer tradition. You know, a lot of Christians do this. They, they, they exalt men. And they make celebrities out of them and, that are just preaching the word. And what they do is, you know, and what spoils them is this. They look at a man and they say, well, you know, that guy's a nobody. I, I've never even heard of him. You know, he probably doesn't even have anything interesting to say. And then they look at someone that they look up to and they admire and they, and they put a different precedent on that guy. You know, a different standard. And they can make the word of God of none effect out of somebody that has a pure heart, is a nobody, and is just trying to do what God has called them to do. Now, I, folks, honestly, I'm guilty of that. I've done that. You know, that tradition of exalting people is an American thing. You know, we have, we have Hollywood. We exalt people all the time. We make gods out of people all the time. You look at these people, and, you know, and they make headlines every day. There's always stuff in the news about celebrities, right? Uh, you know, they want to put them right up there. 
whether it's good news or bad news. They want it pushed in our face. But the Bible says, you know, to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Going through stuff and not letting it spoil you is a hard thing. You know, you watch TV, you know, and, and TV is called what? It's called TV programming, right? Programming. You know, people don't look at that thing. You're being programmed. You're constantly having to filter stuff out. You know, it's like, uh, well, that's garbage, and, you know, that's programming. But a soldier's not made in parade dress, but in combat. So now the last thing I want to show you is this. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 and uh, verse 18. I had a mute for a second. I had a cough. All right, verse 18. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind, and not, have, and not holding the head from which all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using, after the commandments and and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Now, if you don't take Paul's warning, you know, the, the warning he puts out there because this warning, you know, cuts to the heart of everyone, conservative, Republican, Democrat, liberal, everyone, because everyone is guilty of it at some time. But you'll miss the best that God has for you. God has something for you, something that he wants you to have. He has a plan that he set out, and you'll miss it. You know, Adam and Eve did the same thing. They're a perfect example. Take your Bible and head over to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. I think this will be the last place we go to. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 2. Now, we all know the story here. The serpent in the garden, right? That's where we are. Genesis chapter 3, verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. All right, now keep your finger here and go over to Luke, I'm sorry, uh, go over to chapter 2 and verse 16. Chapter 2, verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now if you look at it really close, Eve, over in chapter 3, omitted freely and added touch. The philosophy of the world will wrest the Scriptures to their own destructions. And that's what Eve did. That's exactly what she did. She took something that God said, and keep in mind, it happened from one chapter to the next, so it couldn't have been that long. I mean, how hard is it to forget you know, I'm sure that they were a lot smarter than we are now. I'm sure she didn't forget exactly what was said, but she omitted a word and added something. You know, Satan, the devil, 
doesn't care if you go to church, dress right, talk right, do all the right things, you know, check all the boxes. He doesn't care about any of that. What he cares about is questioning the Word of God. That's what's important. All the other stuff, you know, the Lord will lay it on you when the time comes. You know, whatever he wants you to take care of. And it's not our job to do that. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But he doesn't care about that stuff. He doesn't go after people in the bars and all the other places like that. He doesn't go after them. He's already got them. He goes after the people that are trying to do right. If you get people, you know, the masses, Christians, mainstream Christianity to doubt the Word of God, which is happening, and it's almost complete, then you have no power. There is no power. And that's the Laodicean church. You remember when we started out in verse 1? He started addressing Laodicea. That's where we live, folks. In the prophetic of the prophecy of the church age, that's where we live. We live in a Laodicean church age. We question the Word of God. Well, they do. I don't question it. I've got it fully established in my heart that this is the Word of God. The question is, do I obey it or not? It's a choice. It's a choice. But mainstream Christianity has, brought into, has bought into humanism, Christianized it. For example... You know, God created everything, but he used a big bang to do it. That's Christianized humanism. This is a philosophy that men are lost by, believing a lie. And they're saved by believing the truth. You, you know, you, you talk to young people today, and they're so easily dissuaded. You know, you tell an opinion. Oh, well, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. And they just buy right into it. You know, I was reading something just the other day about a teacher pushing homosexuality and, and, you know, and the agenda they pushed, you know, the LGBTQ, you know, whatever alphabet they add to it now. You know, and she's teaching four-year-old children in a public school classroom about homosexuality. And the example they gave is the king and king. And they got to a point where they were having a marriage ceremony and there were two kings together and a little boy spoke up and he said, they can't do that. They're both boys. And she said, oh, yes, they can. Look at page 12. They got married. And they're teaching that in schools. And you know something? It doesn't matter how conservative a place is. Like take Texas, for example. You know, Austin, which is very liberal, determines politics for the rest of the state. New York, the same thing. New York City does the same thing. And I really hope that this doesn't keep going. You know, when I pray today, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I pray it as often as it comes to mind to do, I pray, you know, Lord, come back. Lord, come back. And that's what I want. That's what I want. And you know something? And that's Christian humanism. And the issue, the, the, the issue of Christian humanism is final authority final authority. All right, folks, that will do it for our Sermon Sunday broadcast for today. Folks, I want to just say thank you so very much for joining us on our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Don't forget to head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Send us over a message on the web form or email me at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. 
And while you're there, look for that uh, support this podcast button. And if you can help us out with a monthly recurring contribution, we'd appreciate that. Or a one-time contribution is just as good. Folks, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.